And I am aware now. Aware now. The official platform for causes. Tune in and turn it up as we raise awareness one story at a time for the causes that tie us all together. style meets grace. There you will find Emily Goldblum. At this intersection, she choreographs her life with care and balance, moving through each step, providing space and gratitude while being mindful of each moment. First of all, Emily Goldblum, thank you so much for taking the time to share this space. It's time to have this conversation. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. I'm it's always an honor to be a part of Aware Now and your whole family. So thank you. Appreciate you. Um, let's get right into this conversation by starting this way. Let me just list these off. An athlete, an actress, a mother, a wife. You have a way of moving people with how you move, with how you carry yourself in so many ways, with style and grace. Emily, you seem to embody this sense of ease. And ease isn't easy these days with so much uncertainty in the world. So I guess my first question is, what is it that's at your core that keeps you so calm and cool and collected? Um, I mean, thank you. Those are all really kind. Um, you know, uh, they're just really, it's just really kind and thoughtful. And I sometimes I think at the core to get to the answer is humility, I guess. I'm just, uh, yeah, there's just always this inner part is like um, appreciative of like being just humble and knowing that I've been lucky, I've worked hard and um, that things could all be very different we just don't know at any, any point anybody's life could be very different so every day that i wake up healthy every day that my kids wake up healthy my husband um i'm just so grateful for that mm -hmm. that in itself our health mm -hmm. yeah no absolutely well like they say if you don't have your health you don't have anything so that's a a, a great point a great reminder you know it, it's just yeah it's everything it's Saying, it's the same, like that saying of like, you know, you can, uh, you know, forget your accomplishments and then like remember your mistakes and learn from them. And um, I think I tried to do that. I tried to like not live in the past and continue to move forward and um, try to be a better version of myself that I was today, tomorrow and so on and so forth. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, I don't know how you do it because between your work schedule, school schedules, travel schedules, you have a lot scheduled. How mm. do you bring and keep balance in your life? Yeah, I think that's like my number one priority is balance, like trying to eat healthy, trying to be healthy, but also giving myself room to be a human, you know, like I love chocolate and 
I, you know, we were at a play date earlier with the kids and they had this like homemade cake and then they had a little bit of chocolate and cookies and like, you know, the kids were eating and I was like, here, have some, have some fruit, have, but also letting them eat the chocolate. And myself, like even after dinner, I just had a little piece of white chocolate before popping on here with Jeff. I was like, okay, I'm going to go do this interview. And he's like, you want a piece of chocolate? I was like, sure. You know, <laughs> so, but you know, our, our dinner, I made it and it was delicious was just like some turkey sausages and green beans and avocado and kale so there's like a lot of healthy things there but then I'm also not afraid to yeah eat a little sugar um to it's like it tops off your whole meal it feels good and you know I'm not like eating to excess so yeah I just don't think there should be such strict rules when it comes to like food and diet and lifestyle I just feel like that balance um hopefully can come from from your own unique desires and likes and dislikes and you mm-hmm. know I think there's so much judgment out there and I'm guilty of it too and I try to remind myself like whoa what are you doing you know like dude um slow down stop what what's where's that coming from you know because more uh I think it's Eckhart Tolle he always like mentions about like your pain bodies and we all have them and it's like it comes from somewhere from an experience from your childhood from you know a teacher a coach or whatever and mm-hmm. and it's just it's nice when you can jump in and like catch your thought cut whether it's like a negative thought about somebody or yourself um and then just being aware being like okay let's cool down. Let's not go down that road. And why are you doing that? Um, For me, like that, why is always helpful. It's like, oh, you're kind of like insecure about this. And so you're fearful and that's why you're thinking these things. Yeah. And that's a really good point. It's interesting. The fact that we do have to sort of, to your point, jump in, we have to interject, we have to interrupt ourselves sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of times. And I think that's where like, you know, that whole wellness of like, life and that balance of like yoga, uh, um, Pilates, uh, exercising, like all of that are really great outlets um, and practices to remind yourself like, you know, when something gets hard in your workout, for me, for example, like I'll hold my breath and I'm like, oh, you know, like, so it's again, it's just the training of our mind. Um, because it's such a tricky thing. It likes to take over and do its like uh, auto drive, autopilot. And we have to come in and be like, no, like you're kinder than that. You're better than that. And, you know, um, again, like you're just feeling insecure or afraid or whatever it is that you're feeling, Mm -hmm. identify it and then move on and not like beat yourself up about it. Cause I've done that too. Like, you know, as we grow, grow up, grow older, we, we, we do it all, you know, we kind of like, yeah, we can experience and be every, everything that we love about ourselves and everything that we hate about ourselves. (laughs) Right, right. We don't have to be this or that we can be both and, and just learn to evolve. (laughs) Yeah. Evolve and be, um, yeah, like graceful in our mistakes and just like, okay, that wasn't cool. 
And then if you, if it's something like with somebody versus like your thoughts, if it's actually like something you, you know, weren't kind and talking to the way you talk to somebody or your spouse for me, like sometimes, you know, I feel like that's the first person that we can always take out our, our aggression, our frustrations on are the people we're most comfortable with, whether it's like your mom, like, you know, people that you're closest with. And so it's always for me important to like step back and realize like, Hey, I was kind of impatient with you and you know, I shouldn't have been like that. And I'm Mm -hmm. sorry. Um, you know, owning, owning your, your faults, I guess. Right. Right. But I love that too, just to pause and to take like an inventory of that, like, okay, what do I need to, to reevaluate and look at? Um, you know, what I like to look at is about a time in your life, perhaps where, because balance, we've been talking about balance, where your life was without balance. Can you think of a story to share where things were so unbalanced and so uncomfortable? I'd love to know what that was and how you were able to course correct and restore that balance again for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um. So I feel like there's like been two, t- I mean, there's been more, but that I'm willing and able to share. Um, so early on when I was training as a rhythmic gymnast, uh, and when I had just transitioned out of artistic gymnastics into rhythmic gymnastics and the two sports, uh, even though they're both two, they're two gymnastics, they're both very different and there's two different body types. And so I was coming into rhythmic gymnastics with this artistic gymnastics body type, which was kind of like a little bit stockier, but way stronger. And then in rhythmic gymnastics there, we, and I ended up developing longer, flexible, stretchy muscles. But, uh, you know, my coach at the time who I still adore, I have a very complicated relationship with, I love her, but uh, she was, you know, um, harsh in her words with my body type. And I think I remember I like started to make myself throw up for like a a week. So it wasn't very long, but still it was like this very um, drastic measure that I thought like I wanted to do. And then, um, you know, my mom was like, you can't keep doing this. If you do, I will pull you out of the sport. And so, yeah, it was like that boundary early on. It was an, an adult that I trust and love that stepped in and provided the boundary for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I, you know, I was young, so I was able to course correct. And I think, yeah, when we're young, we're able to like bounce back quickly and not aggressively judge yourself like you kind of move forward things quicker when you're 11 and which is the age that I was um but yeah like so yeah that was the bound because I had like that boundary with Mm -hmm. my mom somebody I trusted and um later on I feel like I had um sort of imbalance when I first moved to Los Angeles Um, probably like the second year and like, it was just really hard. I was on a very, very tight budget, like, um, for food, for, you know, buying like food for the week and stuff. And so again, my 
you know, my diet kind of suffered. And so I, I got really skinny and um, I would I would eat um, and I was working for like this coconut water company. So I would drink a lot of coconut water and freakishly enough, like you can kind of survive off of, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't good, but I was, and I was able to like barter sometimes, like when I would, um, cause I was like a taste sampler girl at the whole, at several different whole foods in California. And, um, so sometimes I could like barter some coconut water for like whatever the other people were tasting sampling mm-hmm. at the whole foods. Um, and I had a very good friend who worked at Starbucks and like at closing, they would like discard all their like food that was going to be bad the next day, even though it wasn't like really bad, you know, but it wasn't good enough to sell. So he would like call me and be like, Hey, I've got leftover sandwiches. You want them? And I was like, yeah. (laughs) Um, So it was just like survival mode, I guess. Um, Mm -hmm. I find that like, yeah, that's when things are in imbalance is like when you're just literally living to survive or trying to survive. And mm-hmm. for me, it worked out and it was worth it because um, I kind of, I don't know, I have this like strange naivety about like believing in myself, you know, like mm-hmm. I am humble, but I also believe in my I, my strengths, I guess, and I believe in my determination and I, I believe in like, yeah, I just believe in myself that I will get to wherever I need to go, even if I think it's one thing at one point in time and then it morphs and develops and journeys into something different. I'm accepting and open to see the course play itself out versus like try to micromanage and shape it into what I wanted it to be. Right. Um, so I think that's what's really helped me um, to course correct is like being open to like, oh, this is where you wanted to go, but now it's going here and maybe you should just go with the like the waves, you know, where, where you're, we all have that, I think, like we all have our natural strengths and our natural things that gravitate towards us versus us trying to like clamor on hold on to something and make something work. It just feels like too much work for me. Sometimes I, I like to work really hard, but I want it to also feel supple, natural, healthy, balanced, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I love how you say that. The The fact that you pointed out that, yes, you are humble, but at the same time, you are confident in yourself and it's okay. I think sometimes we feel like having confidence, like, oh, no, no, I, I have to be more humble. Like, no, it's okay. Like, own you. It's okay. It's crazy that we have to give ourselves permission sometimes almost to do that, you know? Yeah. It's strange because it's not like, I don't know, like I, the more I meet people who have everything they want and more and have achieved their goals, the, the, those people, the ones that I meet that are like, they're the most humble and not the ones that are like screaming at the top of Instagram or whatever saying how amazing they are like they don't need to um and so yeah like my confidence is a personal internal thing that I just believe in my work ethic I believe in 
my my strengths uh, and my passion. And usually what I end up doing is I'm doing something that I'm passionate about. So it's hard to not, it's just hard to not believe in me because it's like, well, I love this. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. And that always helps for sure. Yeah. I mean, I think it'd be different if I was trying to go into like, I don't know, the stock market where I like don't know anything, you know, or trading, like then I would be very insecure and like, you know, not sure if I would sink or swim. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's interesting. That makes me think that perhaps when we do feel comfortable and confident, it's sort of an, an indicator. Maybe it's the universe's indicator that yes, you're going the right way. You're doing what you're supposed mm-hmm. to be because you're comfortable. Right. Or you usually like you're listening to yourself, you're following what you want to be doing versus like what's cool on paper Mm -hmm. or what somebody else wants you to be doing. And for that, I'm super grateful of like just how I've somehow navigated to always follow what my heart's desire, whether it's in relationships, whether it's with friendships, whether it's yeah, work, moving um, from destination to destination. Like it's always been something that I've been really passionate about. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, speaking of moving from one thing or to another, uh, regarding manners of movement, what I find interesting is that what's physically important mirrors what's emotionally and mentally vital as well. So I'm speaking about what you know very well, strength and flexibility. So your greatest passion, I love this, that it is to help women find their own unique version of physical excellence. Uh, Because I feel like so often we look at, we think of the word perfect and we think Mm -hmm. of a particular form that's not us. And Mm -hmm. so trying to find our version of perfect for us. I would love for you just to share about Maison Goldblum, which so many of us have fallen in love with. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, well, Maison Goldblum and like the the like fitness side of it, the Maison Goldblum stretch is just like, it's literally that. Like I just want to empower and give tools to other women of like feeling comfortable in your own skin in movement and not feeling like you have to fit a certain mold because we all come from different walks of life. Yes, we're all human and we're all made up generally the same things, DNA, not DNA, but like, you know, molecules and cells and all that and our internal organs and everything. But it's like, we all have very unique um, childhoods, bodies with bone placements, like all of that makes a huge difference on like people's physical ability um and so yeah it just for me Maison Goldblum stretch is just like about giving the tools to people and um letting people know that like it doesn't always need to look cool or look sexy because like that's so what so much of what we see out there it's like this like permanent lip how and it's like working out to like look sexy and it's like I don't know I just I want people to have fun when they work out and I want them to uh, let go of their inhibitions and not just be like I need to do it like you Emily and I'm like no 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 like I don't want people to 
do anything like me because I'm me and they're them and um, all I care about is like the like proper alignment and like measuring your point A to your point B, your personal best. Um, and I think that's just because that's what I know, you know, that's what I've done with myself and it's sort of been this life-saving lifeline tool that I keep coming back to. Um, mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's beautiful. And, um, you know, let's, let's switch gears and talk about the stage and the screen, because when it comes to the stage and the screen, you've experienced so much on both sides. So I'd love for you just to share a couple of things, what you feel is the best performance that you have ever given, and then also the best performance that you have ever seen, that you've ever watched. And I know it's a lot because you've seen a lot <laughs> and you've been in a lot. <laughs> oh. mm. Yeah, I know. It's it's a tough one. I feel like when I, the best, I guess, the best thing that I've ever seen, it, it's like when I was 11, for sure, when I was in, um, in Moscow, I was training in Russia and I wonder if it's because it was like, you know, when you're young and things like really shape you and you really get like, I don't know, mar not marked, but yeah, like you get marked by something. Um, and so, yeah, it was when I was went to, um, it's in Russian, it's called Libidin Ozera, which is Swan Lake. And it was at the Bolshoi Theater. Um, and so that was like, literally the best ballet that I've ever seen. Um, remarkable, poetical, beautiful, graceful, strong, powerful, like just, and he, you know, there was just such, um, just such passion, you know, in mm -hmm. everything. Um, so that, that's probably the best thing that I've ever seen. Um, but I don't know what to say about like the best thing that I've done. I don't know. It's hard to say. Um, I really don't know. Because <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I think what I could, I could phrase it as like the thing, the performance that perhaps I, you know, enjoyed the, maybe the most and just the whole experience maybe was like, I, I think performing at the Oscars for the weekend um, for Earned It mm -hmm. um, was like with an amazing group of dancers, women, uh, female dancers that, you know, I look up to. Um, I was in the air doing aerial and I love this choreographer, Fatima Robinson, who I was working for. Uh, the music I loved, it was like just sensual, beautiful, sexy, but easy, not like mm -hmm. face. I don't know. It was just, <laughs> right. I, don't know. I just, I really vibed with that whole experience. And, and then just, I think it was always a dream of mine to perhaps one day perform at the Oscars. Um, yeah. And I loved the costume, the look of it, like everything was just kind of in my 
wheelhouse of like likes and wishes. <laughs> right. It was all aligned with you, it sounds like. Yeah. 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 yeah it was really cool. Well, you know, so the thing of it is, is that we have watched, loved the world according to Jeff Goldblum when it comes to your world with Jeff, according to you, Emily, what is it that you love most about the life that the two of you have created together? Definitely. It's like the amount of laughter and growing that we do together. Like. I feel like he really pushes me to see myself clearly and I do the same with him and we're really, we have really kind of healthy discussions. Um, you know, before we got married, we went and saw a therapist and I love, loved our therapist. She's passed, but, uh, you know, so I think we enjoy, I think we enjoy that the nurturing of who we are at the core, but then also like evolving and trying to be better, more compassionate, um, more communicative without like any sort of uh, microaggression, you know, like passive aggressiveness. Uh, so it's, yeah, I think it's definitely, he's the person that I've ever been able to like tell him things that I've never been able to tell other people. Um, so yeah, it's just feeling really safe um, and protected and laughing all the time. So like, yeah, if we're not having like a serious conversation, it's just like really fun. It's, you know, life is more fun because we're together. <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. I love how you say just nurturing each other and seeing each other more clearly. Um, sometimes I think we do get in the way of ourselves and to have someone who can sort of bring us back to who we are. Um, yeah. And it's not like, yeah, and it's like honoring that this is who you are and then honoring this is who I am and not trying to, not trying to like wipe it away. It's like we we love those things about our you know the other person but it's just about like this deeper understanding of like what it is in this particular moment that he may need that i wouldn't particularly need in that moment and then vice versa and i think that's a really um i wasn't able to do that in past relationships with other people so i feel like for me, that was a really rare thing. And to have it with my husband, it's amazing. And with our children and being able to um, lead it by example and to model it, like where they hear us talking calmly about a disagreement, you know, um, being respectful and kind at the same time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, that leads me right into the next question that I had for you. And it's the fact that we all want to give our kids the best. So when it comes to your Charlie and your River, what is the best part of yourself, Emily, that you want to give to them? Hmm. I think it's that kooky kind of like carefree 
but passionate person and child, kid that I have within me. Um, but I think it it's also like a little bit of like forgetting, you know, not holding on to something, mm. a grudge, not holding on to an experience that wasn't a good one, you know, it happened, learn from it and then try. And for me, it happens almost naturally. And I don't know, I think I've read that it's like uh, children of trauma. It's like almost a natural thing that you do just to self-preserve. Um, and it's like forgetting. And I, I don't like, sometimes I'll be like hearing stories about something um, from when I was growing up or in gymnastics from other gymnasts. And I'm like, what really like that like and it's literally I've forgotten it mm -hmm. and I think that's why because I know now as an adult I know that there was a level of abuse I wasn't sexually abused I'm not in gymnastics or anything but um there was a level of psychological abuse physical and because I think I've manage to like talk about it with a therapist and the parts that I remember also like and then the other parts where I like forgot it's been good for me um to to move on with my life and have a happy normal life without yeah without constantly being haunted or you know hurt by something that was out of my control um yeah and it's it's yeah it's just nice that I don't have to you know remember that all the time mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I think that's such a good point too that what a gift forgetting can be just again permission to not have to continue to carry something that you know that you shouldn't have to carry so right. like my choice so it's like yeah I want to I want to do what I can to forget. Obviously, you don't, you know, your body, that was the book that I read it and the body keeps the score. Um, and I found that book really helpful for me, um, just in understanding things about myself and like, yeah, like I used to think forgetting was a horrible thing. Like I was so harsh on my about myself about that. I was always like, oh my God, you're so dumb. You're so dumb. You're so dumb. You forget, you forget, you forget, forget. And then I was like, oh, I read that and I was like, okay, it's okay. I'm like, this was your survival mechanism and no, you don't forget everything. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's. Yeah. Mm. You know, when it comes to, you know, so we've talked about giving our best to, uh, to the world, to our, our spouses, to our, to our kids when it comes to giving our best to support the causes that we care about so as an official ambassador of awareness ties you know that we support causes through storytelling so i guess what is your story emily of the many causes that need awareness raised and action taken what would you say are a couple of the ones that you are most passionate about 
Yeah, I mean, for me, it's it comes back to that balanced wellness, healthy, as healthy as you can be, you know, in your given circumstance. Um, so yeah, it's 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 about like lifestyle and making conscious choices, and that's where I kind of see myself as I give uh, classes online um, for anybody and any anybody and everybody who would like to take class. It's always available. Um, and so I feel like that's like the, the movement of it. Because if you're moving, you're not remembering something that could have been traumatic to you. Um, and I think like that's my my passion is like helping people gain that confidence and let go of things that were making life difficult for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There's just, you know, life is too short and you just, yeah, you, you want people to have, or I want people to have like contented, happy, lives you know and and life's not easy like it's i there's many quotes about how life is not like it's not always gonna be a a simple road so Mm -hmm. you know i just try to do my best in that way sharing what i know best with the world Mm -hmm. Well, you do a beautiful job at that. Uh, you know, speaking to more sayings and whatnot, life is a dance, they say. And sometimes we dance alone. Sometimes we dance with a partner. Either way, we are moving through all right. these moments, right, of our life. My next question for you, Emily, is what is it that keeps you moving? What is it that keeps you passionate about the present moment? Yeah, I think that's just it. That's just what I'm, what I'm meant to be doing is just like going with each, each, each new day. Like, like I was saying earlier about me just being grateful to be alive and healthy every morning. Um, And so with each new series of movements, it's like, a new breath, you know? And so I think like, that's all I can really ask for is like being here in this moment, appreciating this moment, whether it's a good one or a bad one. Um, and then moving on from it, I guess, you know, like not being too far ahead. And that's, that's the tricky part about it. It's just like, yeah, you don't want to be in the past. You don't want to be too far ahead. You want to be right here and right now. Um, I think it was also Eckhart Tolle who said something about like, you can be in any situation and you can either accept, you know, be, be upset or happy about a situation and you can like choose, um, to do that and I know it's not obviously that's not easy to do in many difficult situations but just I think I guess I don't know accepting 
accepting what the moment is and doing your best. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, not forcing it to be one thing or another, but just to allow it. And as you show, just to move through it with a, you know, with grace. It's yeah. what a gift that is. Yeah. Just being present is about, I think, that just accepting mm-hmm. and doing your best in that moment. And, you know, what more can we really do? I don't know. Nothing else, really. I think it's, it, it, perhaps it is just inhale, exhale, repeat. And that's what we do, you know? Right, yeah. Um, yeah. So one more question for you, my dear, would be this. Uh, going back to that whole dance thing, being that life is a dance. If you could only move to one song on repeat the rest of your life, what would it be? <laughs> Hardest question of this whole interview right now. <laughs> Especially for me. Oh my goodness. Uh, I don't know. Probably like one of the Beatles songs for sure. Um, I've always loved Strawberry Fields Forever. Like I just could listen to that on repeat and it's like nice and long and it changes and it's trippy and wild and I don't know I probably could listen to that (laughs) (laughs) strawberry fields on repeat that doesn't sound like a bad thing so uh (laughs) thank you so much Emily for taking all this time to share of yourself to share your truth um and just for helping all of us become a bit more aware now thank you so much Thank you, (laughs) Alie. Tune into our podcast, subscribe to our magazine, find us and join us online. Visit IamAwareNow.com. We will no longer wait for permission to change the world. Together, we are aware now.